Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Partners in Health and Biz with your host, Wendy Meyeroff. Tune in every Saturday, 9 a.m., for great shows about obtaining and maintaining health, business, and finance. Learn from the experts here at PIHradio.net. And now, broadcasting from the Partners in Health and Biz studio, here's Wendy. Welcome back to Partners in Health and Business. I am Wendy Meyerhoff, the co-anchor who's been pleased to join this year with Gail Dixon, who founded this broadcast about seven years ago. And uh, Gail is our genius at bringing in folks to talk health and wellness. And what we wanted to do is discuss an issue that we have to prompt people about, both as writers and radio podcast hosts, to make sure they understand what our listeners need, because Gail is talking not to the clinical people, I do the business side, so I can be talking to doctors and computer techs and so forth, but Gail's talking to all sorts of people on the regular level, right, Gail? That's right. Um, Everyday people... And people that, you know, go to the doctor and they need help. (laughs) And so I'm just right there, right there with the people trying to find out what they want, what they need, and how I can help them. Yeah, so the the thing that's become uh, trendy, I've been teaching it for 20 years, but it's suddenly more and more trendy, so we figured we had to discuss it. Um, And they will get your broadcast on this uh, same discussion but we, we're doing it a little differently here on the business side of Partners in Health and Biz. So when we talk about business professionals having to understand lay language, first of all, explain to listeners, in case there are a few folks out there who still really don't understand, what is lay language? Well, it's pretty simple, even though it sounds a little complicated. But lay language is really language that people can understand. It's mm-hmm. language that <laughs> it's language that's not um, medical terminology. It's language that would be easily understood by your everyday person. For example, if somebody said that um, they have a condition that was called. Um, Vasomotorinitis. <laughs> and the doctor, the doctor says, uh, it's very easy. We, we diagnosed you and your condition is vasomotorinitis. And so what does that mean to, to the average person? That, that doesn't mean anything. It's like the first thing you'll say is, what, what in the world is that? Am I going to die? Yeah. <laughs> when in reality, it's really just an uh, allergic cold. That's, you know, it's a cold <laughs> And it's really, you're just allergic. You can be allergic to um, dust mites. You can be allergic to pollen. And you can, just the simple being exposed to the cold weather, being out in the cold. And when you go out, it causes the blood vessels in your nose to to uh, to expand, and then it causes you to sneeze. So, but if somebody said, if a doctor told you you had that condition, vasomotor rhinitis, you would immediately wonder, what in the world do I have? <laughs> so, lay language would be just saying, 
Okay, instead of me telling you is that you have um, a condition that causes you to sneeze, and it's, you have a, a, an allergy, and it's like an allergy and a cold combined almost. Yeah. <laughs> I I once scared my father, God rest him, to death, because he was of the generation you never asked the doctor questions. So it's bad enough when a doctor is automatically talking in 12-syllable words. But if they just send you home, let's say, with a prescription, and you're trying to read this prescription and understand it, um, nowadays it's much easier. They have finally caught on, and they're putting sheets in that mostly say side effects and not contraindications or whatever. But my mm-hmm. dad, God rest him, he comes home, and I'm he's in Jersey. I'm living in Brooklyn. He calls his daughter, the medical health writer and reporter, and says, what does this drug do? Like, I'm a pharmacist. No, Daddy, I'm not a <laughs> right. pharmacist. I'm not a nurse. I don't know every drug, and even if I did, I wouldn't just tell you. He says, but you have the reference book, and I did. There's a very famous book called The Physician's Desk Reference, okay? Mm-hmm. We used to have it, this huge book on our tables. I didn't even open the book. I decided to play with him. I said, oh, Daddy, it's a good thing you called this thing does make dysmenorrhea. And he goes, really? <laughs> uh, and, he, and he says, uh-huh. yes. And it's a, he says, is this dangerous? I said, well, it's especially dangerous. It's so rare in men, you must tell the doctor. What is it, he says. Mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. Daddy, it means your periods are not fluctuating properly. <laughs> he was not happy with me. He was not laughing the way you do. And so no, if doctors, can you imagine if his doctors reeled off, well, sure, I'll tell you the side effects, Mr. Kilberg. It's dysmenorrhea and ataxia and, you know, pick out if you like the rhino whoosie whatsie you just right, right. I know rhino means your nose. Aside from that, even I didn't know what you were saying. So this is why, yeah, yeah. you know, we have to always bring it down to all sorts of levels, right? Right. Um, so people... Everyday people can understand that people that don't have a medical degree or or a nursing degree or any type of medical degree at all, that when your doctor explains what your condition is, you'll understand it in simple, as we say, layman's terms. <laughs> so what is understandable to the every average everyday person who does not have any type of background in medicine? So how did you come to understand it? Because you're not a nurse or a doctor or anything like that. What got you into this? Well, I guess since I was in my 20s, I was always interested in health and wellness. And uh, at one point I um, had some type of condition, and um, my husband had at the time said, well, you need to go to to this uh, doctor. Her name is uh, Dr. Andrea Sullivan, and she's in D.C., and she's um, a naturopath, and she can um, she can help you. And we don't know exactly what's going on with you, but she'll do some tests and she'll let you know. So, you know, I went to Dr. Sullivan, and she started telling me um, there were certain things that I needed to do to change my um, my diet, what I was eating, and I needed to um, make sure that I was doing something that was really going to be. Um, that really was going to be something that I was passionate about. And so anyway, I I talked to her, and she would always, you know, break things down and tell me without 
any type of medical because she's not a medical doctor. She's a naturopath. So she right. would tell me without going into this, <laughs> these five to ten syllable words and explain exactly what was going on. And I would say, oh, is that what it is? And it would be something that was not um, contagious or serious. But had I gone to a medical doctor, I know that yeah, MD, they probably would have gone into and explained it and terrified me. So I started yeah. writing about and then interviewing various medical doctors and naturopaths, and that's why how I got started in the whole um, the interested in, in lay language and, and educating people about what it is and what it is not. Yeah, and to be fair to the doctors, um, it, not every one of them is terrible at this. We And thank God they were when I was growing up. They were the masters of everything. They didn't have managed care beating their heads, and if they prescribed a, a drug or recommended a therapy, now they have to be far more careful. But even, even now, if, if you don't meet the right folks, or you don't know how to ask the questions, doctors pay attention because more of you need to do patient education programs, the doctors, the nurses, I wrote an article for Johns Hopkins a while ago where they were giving medicines to patients who were getting ready to leave, and they, of course, the nurses asked, are you sure, Mr. McGillicuddy, you understand what this drug does and how to use it and so forth? And, of course, Mr. McGillicuddy said, yes, yes, don't worry. And they would find, I forget what the stats were, um, but a, a terrible number you know, a major number of the patients got home and didn't take their drugs properly, forgot about them, put them aside, whatever, because they didn't really understand. And so uh, somebody at Hopkins noticed this. Uh, I think she's a nurse practitioner or she's a director of a certain division, and they set up a special program where they train the nurses of other questions to ask and really make sure Mr. McGillicuddy and Mrs. Smith and whomever, whatever their language level, whatever their education level, and more places have to make sure before they do the outpatient thing that their patients truly understand. And if the patient can't understand it, I report a lot on Alzheimer's. And I said to you a little while ago, I know a guy who's renowned internationally were doing um, billing issues on Alzheimer's, and they uh-huh. found out if somebody comes in alone, and even if they're in early onset, let alone late issues, half the time they don't remember their medicines or their allergies, and it's not written down, and the doctors figure, oh, okay, Mr. Smith has been recovered, we can send him home, and they send him home, and Mr. Smith makes the same mistakes because 10 seconds out the door he forgot what you told him. And he's back in the emergency room, and this goes back and forth, and it's not just bad for Mr. Hopkins or whatever his name was, I just said. Um, Mm -hmm. It's bad for the hospital because by constantly getting the same patient over and over, it indicates you don't know how you're treating somebody, and it brings down your reputation, the um, scaling number they use for hospitals. So whether it's... Just to help the patients or just for your own billing, <laughs> you know, the health professionals have to do even better than they're doing yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I um, know I heard on the news recently that um, I believe it's CBS, they have decided that because 
um, as you're saying, there were so many patients that are, especially the elderly patients, that are getting their medications confused. And now they have um, created a new type of bottle, medic, uh, medicine, uh, medication bottle that it comes in that has, it's like color coordinated, and it has, yeah. and it has on there. If they should take it in the morning, then there's a sun, a picture of a sun. If they should take it in the afternoon, um, I can't remember. But if, if there's a picture, if they should take it in the evening, there's a moon. So, and they they've made it very easy, much easier for patients to understand when to take their medication, how many times, and it, right. and they've made it enlarged it so that it's clear. And people are not over-medicating because that happens a lot, especially with elderly. And I know with my mother, they, instead of them having the same shape medicine, they have, they've given her different medications, the same color. And so she's Thank used God. to the, the color and then the shape is one. And then all of a sudden they come out and they change the shape of the medication. And I'm like, what? why did they change the shape? Why, did, why, why weren't they consistent with it? because she's going to think that this is another medication. So, you know, they have gotten better, but they still have a lot more, uh, a lot of room for improvement when it comes to um, helping and making patients, uh, making it safer for patients to take their uh, prescription medication. And it's, it's not just the doctors. I have terrible pharmacy stories still. I went in and I asked for some basic help with an over-the-counter med, and they have pharmacy assistants. They don't have a, you know, a fully educated pharmacist. There's one of those, and the rest are assistants. And Mm -hmm. the assistants half the time just go, gee, I don't know. They don't even know where in the store. If you can come to them and say, I'm looking for XYZ cream, and they go, well, it's probably in women's health, like A, you probably doesn't mean it is, and B, mm-hmm. so where is the women's health section? And they shrug at you. So that's not that's good fine. training right there. No, but I still no. remember the day my husband came home, I had a medication for a chronic illness, and it was coming, mm-hmm. I forget, I think in oval gold colors and that dose, and when I used to take a higher dose and they trimmed it down, it used to be pink or something. You're right. And mm-hmm. Richard comes home with it. This is back in New York, again, a major pharmacy chain. And mm-hmm. we had known the pro- pharmacist, but then the change, chains changed. And apparently right. they didn't re-educate their new pharmacist because a bunch of the mm-hmm. old ones left for various reasons. And mm-hmm. he comes back with my medicine, and I open the bottle, and even without reading anything, I say, this is the wrong dosage. And mm-hmm. it says right. it's the right dosage on the front but I open the bottle and I know the pill is wrong. I go downstairs and it took forever to get the regular pharmacist and then that person says to me, well, you're mistaken. I said, hello, do you have the 500 milligram instead of the 750 or whatever the doses were? Well, yeah, I said, could you bring one out, please? Oh, in fact, Mm -hmm. no, I I was carrying it because I always had an emergency thing. Right, right. I'm carrying this drug. I pull out the 500 that's pink and the 750 that's yellow or whichever way it was, and the pharmacist still insists I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, we just have to be very careful. 16 years ago, and maybe it's gotten better, but we just heard the whole Starbucks 
thing where they had to bring people for sexual harassment or throwing people out because of their race and they they sitting there not, you know, and they had to. Oh talk. yeah, yeah. No, it, I Even mean something. Something have improved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some things have improved, but um, still the pharmacies, uh, the pharmacists have to be careful, and you have to watch them, and we can't. As a community, as um, you know, people that are visiting the doctors and and going to the pharmacy to get their prescriptions filled, we cannot absolutely just say, okay, the pharmacist made the right, um, they they mixed the right medication, they they gave me the right medication. We have to double check because even today, yes, they're they're still making mistakes because. They're back there mixing, and I, I have a friend who's a pharmacist, one of my really good friends, and she's a pharmacist, and she told me that their job as a pharmacist, they're on their feet. They they are required to work a 12-hour shift. And I'm like, are you serious? And she said, yeah, because she has back problems and feet problems and all kinds, and that's part of that's the requirement to be a pharmacist. So, of course, after standing on your feet for 12 hours and, and just mixing pills, it's easy to see that they may be they may get confused. So we can't just randomly assume <laughs> we can't assume that the pharmacist has correctly um put the right medication in that in that prescription bottle. It's just you know, we just can't. <laughs> well, I'm part of Kaiser Permanente and one of the great things they do when they hand me a prescription, they read it off the warning label, you know, the sheets that are attached. They uh-huh. open it up. They make sure I see, is this the right drug? Have we got it correct? Do you have oh. any questions? Uh-huh. All right. So that takes about three seconds. And, yes, I know if you had three seconds here and ten seconds there, and it adds up. But if it saves lives and That's saves right. lawsuits, uh-huh. so I think every physician and nurse and pharmacist, when they hand over, whether they're just handing the act, the prescription sheet to fill out, or they're actually ha- then handing in the drugs in your hand, every single one of those people should do the three or four question step, okay, Ms. Dixon, do you know what drug this is? Do you know what it's for? Does it look like this picture or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. one or two other questions, boom. Uh, yeah. And if it means you, she says no at some point, and you have to mm-hmm. educate her, then you have to set that up because, again, it saves lives and it's going to reduce lawsuits. So which is more important, that you save that's, time? That's right. That's more important. Well, I can tell you that the pharmacist that my mother gets her medication from, they do not do that. I don't know if we, we want to drop names, but it's a yeah. local, it's part of a, a gross, grocery chain that has the pharmacist within the grocery store. Oh. And, yes, and they come out and they, you say, I'm here to pick up my medication. You give them your, your name. They, they reach back and they pull out a bag. It's totally sealed up. Not only sealed, it's folded, but it's stapled. Right. <laughs> it's stapled, and then they're like, okay, that'll be, Ten dollars and such and such a cent. <laughs> Is there so anything that you've either had happen to you or family or friends, or maybe it's just something you reported on? Because um, I'm going to be blunt: you are African American and I'm not, and so we know there are certain health issues that African Americans have even more than we don't know why. 
than than uh, Caucasians do. So right. high blood pressure and diabetes and diabetes. a whole bunch of things mm-hmm. you may know. Do you yeah. know? We talk about how we have not educated well African Americans and maybe certain others, but especially you guys come up. Do you know of any big mistakes because either the research hasn't been done right or somebody didn't get a right answer or didn't even ask the question? What what would you say is the, your favorite biggest mistake story? Well, um, I just, you know, dealing with my mother, she's uh, 90 years old, oh, and she does, as you said, she has just about every last major medical issue that African-Americans um, suffer from, uh, the high blood pressure, the high cholesterol, the diabetes, um, heart heart problems, oh, and um, arthritis, you know, you name it. She's got, as she and my dad, my dad is 87, my mom is 90. So, um, <laughs> And you have the caregiver stuff, right, okay. <laughs> right, well, I was a caregiver, yes. Uh, up until about nine months ago, but now my mother's living in a facility where um, she's in a senior facility where they have medical uh, doctors and nurses there. Oh, that's but great. I'm, I'm still checking on her, you know, quite quite frequently to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do and uh, that she still has her, all of her, um, she, her thinking is still, and she's pretty sharp for 90 years old. So I would have to say, Basically, just this mix-up, I was going to say, with the medication being different and it right. doesn't it doesn't look the same. It may not be the same. Uh, oh, recently, this is the main, this is what happened recently. I, I, I dare not forget that. This is a major thing. But she, um, the doctor, did the right thing, prescribed the correct medic- medicine. And she was supposed to, um, they changed it. Originally, she was supposed to take 6.25 milligrams of this particular uh, uh, prescription drug, and the doctor changed it so she didn't have to take two of them a day. So she increased it to 12.5 or something. Anyway, she doubled the prescription medication. And so when my mom went to pick up the medication, the pharmacist had, they insisted that, she was only she was supposed to be on the six point five and not the twelve point twelve point five medication, and we kept telling telling the pharmacist no her her dietary um, what she should be eating and oh, not it eating matter. and how Whichever one is yeah. not talking to the other. Right. The bottom right. line is, and right. then we get back to lay language. Once they talk to each other, they cannot just say well. Your flagrant violation of the humorous, therefore, means that you must uh, dissipate the, you know, mm, <laughs> no. hello, whatever. I know. Wait a minute. Back it anyway. up. <laughs> okay. So we could do this forever. This has been a lot of fun. And, yes, yes Gail Dixon and I, the founder of Partners in Health and Biz, and I have been the co-anchor of Partners in Health and Biz starting this year. I'm the business side. Gail does wellness and health. We answer all sorts of questions that we can answer. We bring in smart people and not all na- naturopaths. We do do. We talk to real doctors. And oh doctors. yeah, we have to. Yeah, we have to talk we to find real the doctors ones as well. Know how to talk in lay language, 
So mm-hmm. our listeners, whoever they are, can understand it because even when we have brilliant listeners who are lawyers or teachers or whatever, doesn't mean they're going to understand things. I talk the tech side. That's my, uh, as I'm talking to Gail, I'm going to be doing a show on mobile apps and opioid addiction and so forth. So, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. uh, that's great technology. Doesn't mean anybody will understand it if we don't get it down to plain English. So I've got to get it. And even the acronyms, um, uh, Wendy, you mentioned HRT, but some (laughs) people people don't know what HRT, and then there's HPV, and so it's like, okay, if they're just throwing out these acronyms, HPV, with that human papilloma virus, and HRT right. is um, hormone, replacement HRT, therapy. hormone replacement therapy, correct. So that's the other thing. So it's not just <laughs> it's not well, just the long syllable. We got, we got syllable. an issue with swollen veins and where they don't circulate properly and a clot forms, and one is called DVP, I think, DVT, deep vein thrombosis, and I forget, then there's the one on the other side for arteries something, and it's exactly the same, except one's veins, one's arteries, and you can get totally confused. Anyway, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. keep doing this forever. Uh, No, no. (laughs) into the acronyms. God, that'll get you screwy. That's right. right. And and see what that does for you. Anyway, so... This is why Gail Dixon and I have fun on Partners in Health and Business. Every Saturday, Gail usually is there at 9 a.m. I am also there at 9 a.m., but uh, by the time you hear this, I may have changed it to the 10 a.m. because I'm not as great as uh, early bird as Gail is. (laughs) She's not a morning person, right? (laughs) No, not a morning person. And and so, uh, but you'll forgive me, uh, my circadian rhythm and all of that. Uh, So... Uh, just to be clear, my name is Wendy Meyerhoff. I am the president of WM Medical Communications in my regular time. That's serving people all across the U.S. and uh, even beyond in business writing and lay language for patients. Uh, but, of course, I'm here the first and third Saturdays of the month on Partners in Health and Biz, and you can reach me for the business show at uh, Wendy J.M dot P-I-H, like Partners in Health, at gmail.com. And for just regular work, uh, you can reach me at uh, W-J-Meyer-Off, M-E-Y-E-R-O-F-F, at gmail.com. And so let my founder, Gail Dixon, tell you how you reach her directly and the show and everything else you need to know. Go ahead, Gail. Sure. Okay. And um, I'm I'm Gail Dixon, and uh, my show, I'm with Wendy, Partners in Health and Biz. And you can reach me via email, and my email address is partnersininhealth at verizon.net, partners with an S, inhealth at verizon.net. You can visit me online on on my website, which is www.partners.net. I'm sorry, yeah, Um And so, uh, so yeah, so that's the way you can find me. And this, on the 23rd, June the 23rd, my show is 21 Days to Wellness. My special guest will be Dr. Emily Grant DiCarlo, and she'll be talking about how you can, she's a naturopath, <laughs> how you can uh, turn your health around and be healthy in a matter of 21 days. 
And Wendy, your show this Saturday, do you want to tell the folks about your show? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, talking to a great lady named Linda Fisher. She's the vice president of product strategy for a Rockville-based group called Doctor First. It's about e-prescribing and patient medication solutions, and it, we're especially relating it to the opioid crisis because the right mobile app and the best electronic records, if they're all coordinated, and I've got some great information. By the time you folks hear this, we may have been finished because it's going to be this Saturday, June 16th at 9 a.m. But there will be the recording. And uh, as, I, as Gail said and as I have said, you can email us at different places, wendyjm.pih at gmail.com. And you can find the Partners in Health and Biz. Give them the website again, Gail. Sure, it's partners in health dot b i z www.partnersinhealth.biz. dot b i z and also um the radio website is www.pihradio.net. dot net for partners in health radio dot n e t dot net so, so you can find us. Fun. Oh yeah, we've had a lot of fun. And also, if you like to like to have a customized commercial uh, created, uh, we can do that. Uh, I can make sure you, that gets done for you as well. Yeah, on the business side, Gail and I, between us and even separately, we do all sorts of handouts, presentations, case studies. Radio stuff, uh, you That's name it. Right. We, we help small businesses all the way up to Fortune 500 companies. So That's it. Uh, That's give right. Give and uh, see if you can be a guest and when, and uh, we'll talk to you and our listeners. We we trust again very soon. You take it easy, Gail. Thanks for coming on to my show, and uh, also folks listen to me on Gail's show. That's right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. Enjoyed it. And I look forward to us uh, continuing to have fun and doing business together. Yeah, it's it's great. It's it's That's why we work well together. All right, folks, take care. Have a good Saturday and the rest of the time uh, after you listen to this. This is Wendy Meyeroff, the biz anchor of Partners in Health and Biz, wishing you much good fortune and especially good health. Take care. Bye-bye.